0: Define, design, do framework is pretty simple. Defining exactly what you want, not allowing it to be just, I want to be successful or I want to have stability, but I want to be successful through this very specific definition.
1: Welcome to Marketing with Matt. If you're an entrepreneur or business owner looking to create more margin in your life and business, you're in the right place. For more after the show, be sure to check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com. Welcome back. We are hanging out. Uh, with Alex Slinsky, and we're talking marketing, sales, all sort of fun stuff. We're actually talking, we just, before we started, I told a terrifying story about what happened with my son. Someday I'll share this story. Not now. But um, Alex, for people who don't know who you are, it'd be good, give us a little background, a little, little history here, you know. Yeah, right?
0: I'm people. Alex Schlinski, uh, I run Prospecting On Demand, a mentorship program and agency for agency owners, coaches and consultants. Do high touch mentorship, work with about 50 people, really focus on community driving and uh, helping people uh, scale businesses to find more fulfillment in their life. I'm a new published author, which is exciting. Congrats! It sounds really exciting. Honestly, it was like the hardest and worst thing ever. It's been very validating though for people that read it and enjoy it. That's been a lot of fun. So Anti-Hustler's Handbook, check it out on Amazon. It's great. I don't make any money from it, but it's really good for you to read it. And I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, And also I had heart surgery. You know, it's kind of like a fun anecdote, but I'm alive and well, so it's all good. Those are the three Things I have for you today. Well,
1: so let's put that in context. So for, uh, for me, the show, a, a lot of the theme here is marketing has been this vehicle where, um, when done appropriately, it, it puts, it puts pressure, but then also puts freedom down on the other areas of the business. So for me, it's like, I want to be great at marketing so that I have the opportunity to profit more and work less. Like where you get to this place, um, you know, I had someone else on the show, we're talking like when you help a business and they get overwhelmed, but like the marketing's so good and they get to, you know, they're, they're packed out. They can't handle all the new business. Like that's a great thing. You get to raise your price. That's supply and demand. And then hypothetically, you have less people and get paid more. Um, But this anti-hustlers handbook, let's talk about that because I I find this, the discipline to start with the end in mind, like know what you want and and relentlessly go after it. um, It's countercultural. Like there's a pressure here. Even if you're going to be good at marketing and business, people will often hustle and almost kill themselves in the process, no or doubt. at least- I literally place, almost killed myself. Yeah, at least feel like you were like, what did I accomplish? I built this cage around me that I, no that doubt. I I don't know, regret. So let's talk about the handbook.
0: Yeah, so the, the the handbook concept came from the idea that, you know, when I was 18, I found out that I had a heart condition. Um, and I think at that point in your life, when you're that young, I think there's just an invincibility complex. The reality is like, we all have a, you know, a vial of sand and we don't know how much sand we have. But at 18, you think you have a lot left. And then a doctor tells you you're going to have to have heart surgery pretty much guaranteed by the time you're like 50 or 60. And so I think my mindset had changed a lot of like, oh, I have a lot less sand than I think I do. I really want to be, you know, a dad. I want to be successful. I want to make an impact. And I have a lot less time than my peers. So now I'm going to like put it in overdrive. And I I think the metaphor is when you put a car in overdrive for 10 years straight, what happens? The car dies. And so I accelerated my surgery by 30 years. I had my surgery at 29, not 59. Um, and, uh, obviously that's a big wake up call. I had my surgery when my wife was five months pregnant. We were just talking about your kids as well. And it, you know, that's a shitty experience. When you go into a a hospital to have heart surgery, you're not thinking about all the impact you've made and the money you've made. And it's whatever. It's just like, all you want is more time. Mm. It's all you want. Just like, please, please let me wake up. Give me more time. The last thing that the surgeon said to me, first of all, he goes, are you ready? Which. What a, what kind of question is that? No, obviously I am not ready. He's and he said uh, with his hands up, you know, with the mask on. I promise that you're going to meet your son. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we went in and obviously waking up, and my son was born 117 days later, which was incredible. Um, and, and the reason I wrote the book is because I realized why I got stuck into hustle culture. Mm-hmm. We live in a world of just taking action because of this capitalist imperialist society. Mm. There's nothing wrong with capitalism. I'm not the person that's like pounding the table saying that's wrong. I'm talking about not allowing you to define what you want. Mm. People use definitions as entrepreneurs. Um, They go with the most surface level answer. So it's like, what do you want, Matt? I want to be successful. Mm. What does that mean? I want to be free. What does that mean? I want to have stability. What does that mean? Mm. I want tranquility. What does that mean? Right. I want peace of mind. What does that mean? No one defines these things because they just allow themselves to be like, I'm going to get this undefined thing, which is just odd. We don't really do this with anything else in our life, but with one of the most important endeavors, the thing that we spend a huge amount of time on, which is business and business development, we're not clear on exactly what we want. And so the metaphor that I use a lot is like Mo Farah versus Usain Bolt, right? Mo Farah, one of the greatest long distance runners in history. Usain Bolt, the greatest short distance runner in history. Who wins a race, Matt? Well, it depends on how long the race is. Mm-hmm. And so how can you win the race of entrepreneurship if you don't have a finish line? Mm. It's the same idea of climbing a mountain. If you're just climbing a mountain that has no summit, at some point you're going to fall off the mountain, right? Mm. And the ramifications of that might be heart surgery or losing your significant other because you're prioritizing business over them. Or mm. you know, your kid is suddenly eight years old and you realize, damn, I like did not spend any time with them because I was working so hard mm. thinking that I was doing it. So The model Mm. that the book really encompasses is based on this format of the define, design, do framework. Mm. Define, design, do framework is pretty simple. Defining exactly what you want, not allowing it to be just, I want to be successful or I want to have stability, but I want to be successful through this very specific definition, right? Mm. And then designing the game plan and model to achieving that. So you have milestones to get there and then actions that need to happen to get to that result and then taking action by doing. Mm. A lot of people just, they skip define, they skip design, and they just do. And then they just wonder why they get burnt out, especially with the idea that they'll listen to like either Matt, Alex, or people that are beyond us, or, you know, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins. They're like, they want to achieve this thing that didn't really matter to them. And they either achieved it, and then they're like, oh, I don't feel any fulfillment from this at all. Mm. Um, or they don't achieve it, and they feel so bad that they didn't achieve it, even though it meant nothing to them at mm. all, because it was someone else's dream that they thought they wanted whether mm-hmm. it was Grant or Tony or whomever right and nothing wrong with those people it's it's just a matter of you defining it not letting someone else define what you want and that's such a valuable thing that entrepreneurs have which is agency like mm-hmm. the greatest thing that entrepreneurs have is our choice our ability to choose no boss to blame no one to tell us what to do we are the ones and and we give up agency on the finish line because we're just going to let it be
1: i want to be successful it's just crazy so that that's the purpose of the book mm, i love that so in this um Yeah, that power of agency. This has been like a, uh, there was a shift for me in reframing success or even kind of defining success. So this is like a common theme is uh, I I talk about it like profits, but I look at like buckets of profit. And uh, another word for profit is like margin. Yeah. That the success for me is in the space, (laughs) in the space. Um, And it's counterintuitive because success, I don't say success, Progress eats away at that space. Sure. It easily takes it away, right? And this is like, yeah. a, like a bit, you can feel this in the business space. It's like, if I spend $1 to make $2, most, a lot of people in the story, I spent $1 and made $2. What I do? I took my $2 and I spent $2, I made $4. What I do? I took my $4, I made $8. And you build these incredibly sized businesses that have no margin, have no space, aren't actually profitable. No wants to That's buy right. them, even if they're doing a lot of stuff. And so, um, but it's tempting because progress would say, well, repeat the cycles, keep on investing. Or in the same way, it's like, I could put one calendar on my appointment, that's good, so I put 10, then I I also put think 20. it's
0: vanity too, right? I think mm. because of the social media world that we live in, like everyone wants to one-up each other when frankly, uh, can we curse on this podcast? You already have. So this oh, is an perfect. explicit episode. Perfect. So, yeah. No one gives a shit, right? Like no one cares about what you're doing. Like they pretend to care by giving you a like, but then as soon as that happens, like get off and their wife is talking about something else and they're back in their regular life. But because of like that weird dopamine hit of social media that it's like, I want to share that I got the 50K in revenue. I don't want to share that that was $500 in profit, but I did get to 50K in revenue. And mm. so they're like trying to appease like eggs on Twitter or faces on Facebook that Mm. don't care. They just don't care. Right. And it it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I'm not being sanctimonious. I used to care a lot about that. Mm. I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me. Uh, I want them to know that I'm successful. I want to feel successful, but then you have this experience at 29 that hopefully most people won't have God willing. Mm. And then it's like, I don't care at all what Mm. anyone thinks I don't at all. So I, I think that's part of the obstacle too. It's, it's not just that, they don't know what they want or that they're letting someone else define it. It's that they're trying to appease people that it doesn't even matter what they think. They they're prioritizing the, the validation from people that is irrelevant. And I think Mm -hmm. that's a big problem also in entrepreneurship.
1: No, it's so true. And so, um, what is something out of writing the book that you didn't expect that you got? Oh man, massive
0: catharsis. Mm -hmm. I would say Mm -hmm. I originally wrote the book, Matt, for selfish reasons. Uh, it was for marketing was the purpose. It was like, um, you know, I I had an event, uh Peody Live that we did um la- uh two years ago. And at the event, uh someone that was an attendee was like, I write like help entrepreneurs write books and your story is so inspirational, you have to write it. Um it's really important that you do that, like to share the message, but also and then the also was all the other things like yeah. you make money and it's authority and you're gonna be able to get more speaking gigs and all this stuff. And all that was like the exciting part. The part that she framed with, which actually matters, which is the story and the impact. I was like, oh, well, I don't care about that. I care about the money, mm-hmm. which is counterintuitive to the whole thing that we're talking about. Yeah. And so I was writing the book, putting in the effort. And as I was writing it, it just drummed up a lot of emotions about my dad being sick when I was younger and learning about, you know, what happened when he got, he had a debilitating stroke when I was 14 and he was the breadwinner for the family, but he didn't really have a business. He had a freelance job and when he couldn't work, nothing happened. And so mm. it was bad for our family. And then, you know, 10 years later, basically, I had the same problem with my surgery it was for whatever, 14 years later, I had my surgery and the same exact thing. And it's like, am I learning lessons? Am I, am I making appropriate progress? And so in the midst of writing the book, this massive amount of catharsis changed the purpose of the book. Mm-hmm. It quickly went from like, I'm making this book to make profit and use it as a building, which is still true. I don't want to sit here and say that that's not true. That is true. Yeah. But it, through the process, the actual mission statement of the book became infinitely more powerful. And so we just ran an event in Detroit. And uh, it was the first event that I was able to share my book. But I had already launched the book roughly two and a half weeks before. And uh, because we use Amazon, which is pretty cool, like you can buy the book and get it to your house in two days because they're like printed. It. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And so some of our clients bought it. Not because they necessarily want to read it, which I understand. They want to support me, which I'm very grateful for. But I really want people to read it. But I also get it. To be fair, like when I buy a lot of books, I, I don't really read them most of the time. You read the cover. You know, I'm like, this is great. I'm so proud of you. And I will never read it. But I'm so proud of you. But, you know, I do want the people that read it to get impacted. And so we're doing this kumbaya at the end of the event. And one of my clients, Arige, is talking about, like, you know, I had this massive sense of fear before coming to this event. I'd never been to an event like this. I'm 20 years old, and, you know, I, I'm making this amount of money, but I, I feel total imposter syndrome, and I feel hustle is gripping me, and I thought, you know, I bought this book from my mentor, Alex. Maybe I'll go read it. And I took the assessment, and it took me to this chapter nine, and and the tool for the chapter was fear-setting. And I had never heard of this, and it was just so perfect, and it fits so well. And, it, and like, as she's saying that I am just, like, crying, like, Aggressively, bro, <laughs> aggressively crying in front of all of our clients, and i'm I'm like, thank you. the reason why I'm crying is like this validation of you know writing the book took like almost two years, and no one saw it except for me and the editor. Mm-hmm. that is it, and as you're writing it, and the more time you put into it, the more money that you lose from it because of my time opportunity cost, yeah, the more you second guess like, is this really going to make sense to anyone? Is yeah. this even good yeah. like I think it's good, but is, are they going to think it's good? And just hearing this, just one person clearly being so like validated by the book was amazing. It was like, honestly, one of the best feelings I've ever had as not a business owner, as a human being, just like the amount of validation I had was so impactful. And I wrote a story, like a post about that value of validation. And like the idea of like, um, you know, people give flowers when people pass away. It's like, why do we wait all the time? Like, Share some appreciation to your parents, to mm. your peers, to people you respect. People need that stuff mm. in life. Life is hard enough. So like giving a little bit of love is really valuable and that validation makes a huge difference. So those are some of the really impactful things that happened during the writing of the book and the initial publishing.
1: That's awesome. No, that's phenomenal. I, uh, man, I'm like just centering on that idea of appreciation even now. And so the, um, I, we, we're, we're here at another event and I say here, it doesn't matter. We're at another event and, um, I, you know, shared as like one of my um, big ahas over the last year. You shared on our stage at our event, and so I appreciate you um, giving that. Pleasure. And this is good, good talk. Yeah, I, I love this. I love this topic. I love the angle. I love the book. So, Anti Hustlers Handbook, handbook yep. on Amazon. Yep. No one else has the name. No one has the name. It's a blue cover. Someone blue else. Cover. You know, in the future, someone's going to rip it off. But for now, <laughs> one of a kind Anti Hustlers Handbook. Find it on Amazon. Alex Linsky. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate you. you. Thanks for tuning in for this week's Marketing with Matt. Check out ProfitMoreWorkLess.com to learn how we create high margin marketing. Also, if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, feel free to make a recommendation. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Okay, bye for now.